I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Tuesday, July 5th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, and then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So for the first time in a while, I feel like I don't have to say, oh my gosh, we have so much going on this week. Because really, we did this on a Tuesday, obviously, 4th of July being yesterday. So happy Freedom, America. Um, hope everybody had a wonderful July 4th. But there's really not a ton of sports going on right now. So I'm going to dive straight in. But this should be a shorter episode. So going on and starting with the only major sport that's going on right now of the big four, which is baseball. So following up on a story from last week, Angels pitcher Archie Bradley broke his elbow during that brawl with the Mariners, and he actually fell over the railing. Obviously, the rest of him is fine, but he actually did do that. So he is out for the time being. Also, Following up on something else from last week, Bryce Harper had pins put in his broken thumb after being hit by Snell's pitch last week. That was like a 97-mile-per-hour fastball. There is no timetable on his return, but he does suspect he will be back this season. Also, just one of the interesting stories I saw this week was that robot umpires could be used for the 2024 MLB season. So they've already been in use in AAA this season with some teams on just a trial basis. We could see that coming into the major leagues here in the next couple of years. Let's also go ahead while we're on a lighter week, catch up on some of the standings since the All-Star Game is coming up. That will be July 19th and the draft will be July 16th. In the American League, the Yankees lead with 58 wins so far, followed by the Astros. The A's are the bottom of that league with 27 wins. 
On the national side, the Dodgers and the Mets are tied at the top with 50 wins apiece. However, the Mets do also have one extra loss, so that actually moves them into second place. The Reds are the bottom of that league. There was some huge football news, and I imagine we're going to hear some more about it this week. UCLA and USC have jumped off the Pac-12 ship and into the Big Ten. They will be there as of the 2024 season. Now, this is huge because this is part of that huge realignment with the Big 12. Oklahoma and Texas left to go the SEC. They will leave for the 2025 season. This may speed up that timetable because of all this realignment. And US, USC and UCLA will be changing in 2024. Wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma and Texas also follow suit. It is rumored that Oklahoma, that Oregon, not Oklahoma, and Washington are going to follow the two schools to the Big Ten, but they are the Pac-12 is very open to hearing other discussions, and that includes offers from the Big 12. So the Big 12 is approaching multiple teams, and those teams that really like are possible to be added. They're going to target Utah. Utah and BYU have a known rivalry, and BYU is scheduled to join the Big 12. Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. For those of you who don't remember or maybe didn't follow sports back then, but Colorado used to be part of the Big 12, so they would just move back into the Big 12. So remember, the Big 12 is also adding Houston, UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati after they lose Texas and Oklahoma. So this is all just part of that huge realignment. The ACC doesn't look like it will be a landing spot for most of the schools since they just redid their TV deal. That doesn't usually like bode well if you're trying to get new schools in there. And the Big 12 schools are a lot geographically closer. Now, obviously, UCLA and USC like let that fly out the window because they're literally going to be on opposite coasts. So, you know, who knows? The Pac-12 deal is up as of 2023. So this definitely makes it easier to split the conference. Something to keep in mind. A little bit of the USFL. The Birmingham Stallions are the first USFL champions. They beat the Philadelphia Stars by three points this weekend. The only other sport besides baseball that was going on, there seemed to be a lot of golf going on this past weekend. So, and we are going to start with the most interesting news, according to me, that would be the live tour. So the second event of the live tour was this weekend. It was their American debut. They were in Portland, Oregon at pumpkin Ridge golf course. Now, the South African Brandon Grace is also $4.3 million richer because he won the weekend. He had a killer final day, shooting seven under to culminate in a score of 13 under in just 54 holes played. Carlos Ortiz, who joined the league for this week, took second by two. The four aces, led by Dustin Johnson, won the team competition this week. Also sticking with Live Tour, Englishman Paul Casey is now the latest defector and has joined the Live Tour. He is currently 27th in the official world golf rankings. And then also Live Tour players are going to be allowed to play in the Open, a.k.a. the British Open for those of us in the States, in two weeks. So that's not this weekend, but next weekend. 
Moving along, I will go to the PGA Tour. JT Poston led the entire time at the John Deere Classic. This earned him his second PGA Tour victory. His only other win was in 2019 at the Wyndham Championship, so it has been a while, so congrats to you. This win also qualifies him for the Open Championship next week. Poston started the final round three strokes ahead and finished three strokes ahead. So that was kind of nice. He is the third wire to wire winner of this tournament in its history. Also just a teeny tiny hit tidbit. And this is mainly because I'm biased because Adrian Moronk became the first Polish winner on the European tour after he claimed the Irish open over the past weekend. I, I am going to cover some motorsports because again, not a lot going on. So this weekend was the British British Grand Prix for Formula One and literally from the get-go it was insane. Alfa Romeo driver Gian Yuzo was saved by his halo on his car after his car crashed into the catch fencing during this insane start. Now obviously I can't show it to you on the podcast but if you go on the blog the video is there and he got hit by Russell, then went into another car and flipped over, slid on the track on the top of his car, and then his car flipped over the tire wall and into the catch fencing. So that is, for those of you who don't know, that is the layman's term for the fencing that literally is there to protect the spectators, and it sure did its job. Thank God it was there. So that crash did only take out three cars for the race, which seems very minimal if you watch the actual crash. Protesters also forced their way onto the track at one point. And to culminate in all this craziness, Spanish Ferrari driver Carlos Sanz won his first Formula One race ever. He has started in 151 F1 races, and this is his first win. Championship leader Max Verstappen dropped down the places after his car was damaged. It was a crazy race, y'all. I kid you not. The Tour de France is off and running. We are actually through stage four as of today. And so far, Belgian Wout van Aert is wearing the yellow jersey. That means he is leading the competition and he's leading by 25 seconds. Ryan Lochte is putting up all of his silver and bronze medals up for auction. There are six in total, and all proceeds will go to Charity for Children. He does, so far, plan to keep his six gold medals. Also, Simone Biles and Megan Rapinoe have both earned the Presidential Medal of Honor. One of the other things that's really going on, one of the major sports, is Wimbledon. So Wimbledon has started, and Serena Williams lost in the first round. Also, Coco Goff is out as of round three. There were tons of rumors following Serena's loss that she may retire, she can't go and compete in this level again, which is just frankly ridiculous. And uh, she didn't help the rumors, though, by saying she doesn't know what the future holds, all of that. But that's pretty, pretty standard. And I do think we will see her in another Grand Slam. Also, remember, we have the U.S. Open still coming up this year in the States. Also, Djokovic rallied from two sets down to beat Italian tennis player Sinner. This will be his 11th semifinal at the Wimbledon, and he will be playing British tennis player Nori. 
There is one American on each of the women's and the men's side. For the women, it's Amanda Anismova, who actually beat Coco Goff in the third round. And for the men, it's Taylor Fritz. However, Taylor Fritz has to face Nadal tomorrow for a spot in the semifinal. Anismova has to play Halep to get into the semis as well. Turkish tennis player Jabour will play German Maria on one side of the bracket for the semifinal as well. This is Maria's first Grand Slam semi at the age of 34 and less than a year after the birth of her second daughter. So congratulations to her. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. Tonight, we have the Rays at the Red Sox at 6.10 on TBS. Then on Wednesday, the Cardinals at the Braves at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Saturday, we see the Rays back again against the Reds at 3.10 on Sports Fox Sports 1. And then we have got a game, depending on your geographical location, on Fox at 6.15. Sunday, we see the Orioles play the Angels at 11.05 on Peacock. And the Yankees at the Red Sox, the premier baseball legends from a long time ago at 6 p.m. on ESPN as well. That is Sunday night. The PGA Tour moves on to the Barbasol Championship. That will begin Thursday, and that will be on Golf Channel only this weekend at 3 p.m. The Genesis Scottish Open will see a lot of big names because everybody kind of goes over there to play the week before the British Open or the Open, which will be the week after. So lots of Americans and lots of high-ranking golf players in that tournament. That will be televised starting on Thursday, round one at 7.30 a.m. on Golf Channel. Friday will be the same time for round two. And then round three will move to regular programming. So that will be at 9 a.m. on Golf Channel and then moving over to CBS at 11. And then final round is the same. So 9 a.m. on Golf Channel and 11 a.m. on CBS. That, again, is not part of the PGA Tour, so kind of interesting there that CBS picked that up instead. We move on to the Rolex Austrian GP for Formula One. That will race at 8 a.m. on ESPN2 on Sunday. The Tour de France stages, well, four through nine will be this week. Every single day, we do not have a break, so stage four was this morning. Wednesday, we'll see stage five then six after that, you know, you, you can follow it. So stage nine, ending out the week on Sunday, all of those can be viewed at 7 a.m. on USA. Also, plenty of soccer to watch, mainly the UEFA Women's European Championship. You've got England versus Austria tomorrow at 2 p.m. on ESPN2. Then Norway versus Northern Ireland on Thursday, again at 2. And then we've got Germany versus Denmark. Again, at two. And can you t- can you see a pattern here? Because we've got Netherlands versus Sweden on Saturday and Belgium versus Iceland on Sunday. Now, Sunday will be at 11 a.m. on ESPN2, so a little bit of a change there. We've also got three MLS games on Friday and Saturday as well. And then moving on to Wimbledon. Like I said, we've got Wimbledon this week. So the quarterfinals finishing those up tomorrow. That will be Wednesday at 7 a.m. on ESPN. Then the women's semifinal will be played at 7 a.m. on ESPN on Thursday, followed by the mixed doubles championship at noon. On Friday, we have the men's semifinals at 7 a.m. Again, all on ESPN. Saturday, we've got the women's championship at 8 
and then the men's doubles championship at 10:30 and then on Sunday the men's championship at 8 a.m. and the women's doubles at 11 a.m. all on ESPN. That wraps it up for me this week. Like I said, not a ton going on, so a nice little catch-up week. And I hope you guys had a wonderful 4th of July, like I said. If you have liked the episodes and liked the podcast and the blog, please go ahead and leave a comment. Thanks so much, y'all, and have a great week.